0: This is a horror podcast. It exists to provoke and alarm and unnerve. None of us will judge you if you turn away. But if you wish to proceed, it's your choice. Yours and yours alone.
1: There is no God. Love is impossible. There is no escape from a cold, uncaring universe a lie god is your enemy down below the reservoir something stirs down below the reservoir something stirs because everything fails in time episode 124 those are for your daddy's work
0: Min, come away.
1: Min, Corbett, was the youngest. She wore a woolen jumper, a thing passed down from brothers and far too big for her, ribbed and honeycombed in iron white. She slept in it. It had to be peeled from her back to be washed, and she fought the hands that tried to unclothe. It came down over her knees and would have covered her hands if not folded and folded again over her elbows. Min was a little thing. Her hair thick and unruled, the colour of clay, tumbling down over half her face. Her nose a freckled button, her eyebrows strokes of coal, quick to scowl. Thinking, watching, when uncertain. Min was drawn to secrets. She was drawn to hidden things.
0: Min, what did I say to you?
1: Min Corbett, kneeling in her parents' room, closed the drawer. An eye on the things she'd found. A finger-crooked told her to come along and be quick about it. One swift, last look, she gave the bedside locker and left her parents' room. Things of plastic and metal, handles and teeth and pink rubber mouths. Things for her daddy's work. But what did he do? Every two weeks he left the house very late at night and coming home slept long into the next day. Once she'd been woken by movement and walking to her door met her father in the hallway, dressed in dark clothing and holding a long brown bag. It clinked heavily when passed from hand to hand. Stung with light, she'd rubbed her eyes. Da? Go back to bed, love. His hand cupped the back of her head and brought it forward for a kiss. His lips met her forehead, his chin a roughness. He smelled of aftershave and freshly brushed teeth. She'd nodded softly and gone back to bed. Her eyes had closed. Footsteps along the side of the house. And sleep. And now a night like that has come again. She's gone to bed but has not changed out of her clothes. She'll find out what her father does. She'll find out what the things are for. Her eyelids are heavy and a chore to keep open. Rest. Just for a moment. Rest. Time passes in a blink and a gap of sleep. A lurch awake in bed.
0: Oh, Oh, am am I late? Am I...
1: In the next room, the scrape of metal and plastic on wood. A drawer being emptied. The click of a light switch. Her father. And suddenly, so very hard to breathe, it is time. Down the corridor creeping, Min's back against the wall. Peeking into the kitchen, she saw him kiss her mother on the cheek. Dark clothing again, and over one shoulder, the long brown bag. I won't be long, love.
0: Aren't you forgetting something?
1: She held it up, a reflective band of yellow and silver. He rolled his eyes, grinning. Care to do the honours? Up, the bright material, the length of his sleeve, and patted in place in the crook of his arm. Sure, what will I do without you? Another kiss, and complete, he left. Min heard the footsteps, muffled and echoing. At the back door and lamp lit, her mother stood and waved and sighed.
0: Go back to bed, Mammy. Go back to bed.
1: Finally, when it seemed like an hour had wasted away, her mother closed the back door. At last she went into her own room. Fast and silent, Min was at the back door, unlocking it, trying not to make the metal scrape, and out she went into the night. Slow, excruciating slow, her steps along the gable, lest she be heard, and then a burst of speed took her onto the road. Which way? Both ends delved in darkness undiminished, unleavened by star or moon, broken only by the thunderous smudge of orange, with the town sprawled in unquiet sleep. She turned one way and then the other, unmoored. But there, the reflective band, the tiniest point of light, all the way down in the distance. Her father, already gone so far. Nighttime a threat all round her. Down she ran the treacherous road, potholes pits unseen and black, and wind a blind pawing thing, feeling its way with blunted fingers. Bushes lurched, spurred by freezing gusts. Trees and scandalized rustlings closed over her. Sudden gaps of endless black revealed the hidden stars, admonishing points that knew she was out of bed and doing something she shouldn't be. And far in the distance, the unblinking gold of her father.
0: Catch up with him. I am in the wild of world. Catch up with him.
1: She broke through clouds of her own breath and forced herself on, almost with him, darting now from black to black in case he sees. She could hear his soft whistling, the steady tramping of his boots, and then, suddenly, he was gone, gold, extinguished. Had something come out of the night and swallowed him? And how far had she come? Would she ever, ever find her way back? But a soft crunch sounded. Her father, following in a gravel driveway towards a house. No lights inside. Everyone asleep. Her father come to visit. He got in through the window at the rear of the house. Min followed through flower beds and came at last to the opened window. She looked through. It was a pink room. Her father was kneeling on a bed. In his hand was metal, reflecting lights made lazy through lampshades. And in the bed sheets, he was opening something. She watched her father for many long minutes, the frame of the window making it a picture. This was elsewhere. This was distant. Tool after tool extracted from the body of the bag, used and then laid down red on a roll of plastic. In the sheets, the girl moaned and moved Uh, limbs. ah. Min leaned in for a closer look. Her father spun, face immobile in its plastic sheen, the blade of a knife in neon poised and ready by his head. Slowly, her father's face unfroze, subliming into a smile.
2: You followed me,
1: you little pup. Does your mother know you're out? The blade came down. Replaced with a wagging finger No His grin A lunar slice The old
2: pillows in the bed trick, huh? <laughs> girl after my own heart
1: He enfolded himself from the bed A gasp from the girl as his pressure was lifted uh, Came to Min Brushed
2: her hair over her ear Listen, love You can stay and watch if you want But you'll need to be very quiet, okay? Daddy's working
1: Min nodded Half her face shadowed with hair She curled to watch on the windowsill He returned to the girl in the hollow of the bed and went back to work. Min looked at her, shoulders opened, her face lost in pillows, her blonde hair spread out in sunflower wheel. It covered, almost, the black strap of the gag. Her feet poked out the bottom of sheets and she listened. Soft, soft sound of flesh under blade, the whisper moist of lips coming apart. A breath from the girl. A twitch of bifurcated back, and harsher sounds now, and father's hands getting deeper into her, and low rattling gasps from flattened lungs, air pressed out by knee and shin. Min watched, the cold of night at her back, the sweet warmth of the room in front of her, clashing airs holding her in place. He stripped down to his vest. Hot work, sweat on his flexing back, brights in lamplight. Something with sharp teeth had appeared in his hand, and he worked it down, back and forth, down, down, inexorably down. It rasped. It snarled. Down, down, and in. A curl of wind made lampshade tassels giggle, covered walls and swaying seaweed shadows, men in the depths and sinking. Her father rose up upon one knee, one foot braced on bloodied back. Arm and shoulders displayed their muscles, lined obedient for the twist and the pull. He gnashed his teeth together. Whatever it was, it would not come out. He gripped the plastic handles and pulled again. Come on, good girl, come out, come on. And something out sudden, in a body lurch, bang her feet off sheets, her scream a hissed. Of escaping steam around the rim of the gag. Fading down, down into unconsciousness. Her father rubbed away, his forehead sweat. Oh. oh my. He points the bloodied finger at a little plastic bag at the foot of the bed. Can you hand me that, love? In a trot, she picked it up and delivered it to him. Ta, You're a star. Hold it open for me. From the ragged wound of the metal forceps emerged. Something circular red between their metal gums. A bloody disc. Slowly slipped into the plastic bag and a father's wink.
2: Now, just have to close up here and then we're done.
1: Staples, glue, needle and thread. Slow, careful work, pinching layers and tissues closed. Do you see anything you like? He asked her as he treaded. Min shrugged.
2: How about those?
1: He nodded at a pair of roller skates in the corner. Sure don't have any need for those now. <laughs> Min retrieved the skates and sat with them on the sill until her father finished. Pink with yellow laces. Ugly things. Done. He slapped the stitches between shoulder blades and beamed. Not a bad
2: job, if I say
1: so myself. Min returned his smile. Out the window they went, leaving the girl in her pink room in her red sheets. Father and daughter headed home. What did you think?
0: It was, I liked the way you know what to do, and I liked watching you. And the girl, uh, she couldn't have done anything, could she? She couldn't have stopped you, even if she tried.
1: Not a chance, Min.
0: Like that. Will will you teach me? Will you show me how to do what you do?
1: He inclined his head and pursed his lips, assuming a pose of, let me think.
2: Well, we were going to wait a couple of years. A daddy's indulgence twinkled in his eyes. But I suppose there's no harm in showing you the basics.
0: Oh, thanks, Dad.
2: He hugged her to his side. My little men.
1: Homewards they walked together, and nighttime held no horror for her. Take away all light and warmth, clothe all things unknowable black. She would have her father still, a rock and constant, a star to steer her course by. An hour later they returned home. Her mother was waiting. Her relief at seeing Min was quick to turn to fury.
0: Pillows in your bed. And you thought that would fool me?
1: Half of Min behind father, her fingers in his belt gripping for protection and mother stalking after.
0: Well, you've got another thing coming, Missy. Oh, let me tell you. Where did you find her? She put the heart across me, she did. I came this close to
1: calling the police... Shermin sure, Min came to work with me today didn't you Min a nod and stare from behind Min's curtain of hair and mother pale and salmon mouthing finally
0: she went to work with you
1: she did she saw and she helped me
2: she ha- helped you she did
0: no 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 Max she's too young she's not ready she won't it's under it's fine
2: it's going to be fine and we had fun didn't
1: we Min, Min nodded chanced a little smile show your mother what we got Min held it up Dark red and grey in its plastic bag. It's fine. Mother relaxed into a smile. And all was right with the world All fear and panic fading into the past.
0: Ah, It's very nice. That's a lovely one to start with. Well
1: done, Pat. A kiss for Min, a kiss for Daddy, and a quick cup of tea for both the hard workers. And then Min was scooted out the door and sent to bed. I'll hold on to that, honey. He took the plastic bag from her.
0: But I was going to put it under my pillow.
1: Night, love. And well done.
0: The next one,
1: she thought. The next one. The next day, they knelt beside the bedside locker. One by one, he pulled out the devices.
2: This is called the spreader. See, it grips the sides of the cavity here and here and opens it so you get your hand in. And here, carbon steel forceps. Use these to hold the bone, to hold tissue, to keep arteries closed. Very important. Keep them clean and by your side. Knives, scalpels, lancets. Various sizes for adults and children. There can be a big difference. Saws are the same. He held up two to compare. See? Imagine trying to fit that into some young fella's back. Not a chance, Min. You'd only ruin what you're there to take.
1: Min nodded, noting the difference. Something else came out that wasn't metal.
2: This is to stop them screaming. Do you want to try it out?
1: Carefully, he strapped it around her
2: mouth. The yellow ball going between her lips. Feels funny, doesn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. She fingered the dribble from her chin. And this Is a patching grip.
0: What is it (laughs) for?
2: What was that, love?
0: What is. uh, What is it (laughs) for?
2: Okay, okay, I think I'll take that off you now before you start having to wear a raincoat, huh? He reached up and undid the strap.
1: It pinched tighter before it loosened. Mm. He winked. Later, he took her down to the bottom of the garden where the shed stood between lupin beds beneath the tree with its rotten swing. He opened the first, second and third padlocks. Pushed open the creaking door. She went in first and he followed. The air was thick and warm with age and unuse. It smelled of paint and varnish, of dust and slanting sunlight. The smell of blissful solitude and slow, careful, loving work. And there were things... Hundreds of things dangling on silver thread from the sloping ceiling, turning softly in the sun. Brittle discs of bone, all colours of cream and white and dun, making soft dry noises when they bumped. The whisper of desiccated sticks, a wind chime tickle. She turned a circle under them, holding up her hands enraptured, and she saw the labels hanging from them, names and dates and the places where they'd been taken. Can you read them?
0: No, I can't, Dad.
1: Then up we go! Hup. He lifted her up. Laughing amidst the discs, she made a grab for the nearest piece of silver threaded bone. What does it say? Um,
0: Bridget Bennett. August, quarter moon, field gardens. Oh, she's in my class. I always wondered what happened to her.
2: That was me. <laughs> I happened to her. He set Min down on the dusty floor. What do you think?
0: It's like Christmas decorations. Like Santa's grotto up in Cluny that year, remember?
2: I remember, Min.
1: See there? That's your grandfather's collection. From lengths of stiff gold wire high in the cleft of the roof hung a brace of discs yellow and brown, some almost black, all polished and varnished. Her grandfather's writing was neat, precise. Things of beauty. But she liked her father's bones the best.
0: Oh, it's magic. That's what it is. Magic. Magic.
1: Her hand in his, and a squeeze, and the moment made perfect. Tell you what,
2: Min, in two weeks' time, when I go out again, would you like to come with me?
0: Yes, please, Dad. I'd love that.
2: And the widest, rarest smile on her face. I'll let you carry the bag, and if you're very good, I'll even let
1: you do lookout. How does that sound? It sounded like the best thing imaginable. Two weeks took a thousand years to pass and she was a sullen cloud with the boiling impatience and even her older brothers kept out of her way. But time has a habit of passing. At last, the night came. They stood in the glow at the back door as her mother fussed, wrestling a woolen hat over her head, knotting a scarf tightly about her neck. She held her daughter by the shoulders.
0: Now, be safe.
1: Min rolled her eyes. Sure, won't we look after each other?
0: And do everything your father tells you. I will. Ah,
1: oh, she will. Don't you leave the poor girl alone. Mock serious mother, crossing arms and stepping back into the house.
0: Go on, before I change my mind.
1: Smiles and waves, and down the road the pair of them, singing soft when passing fields, then silent, save for clinking tools when passing houses, passing estates. When they are out of sight of home, we stop her in the darkness.
2: First of all. We'll be leaving this behind. She unraveled her scarf, left it draped forlorn on a hedge to be collected on the way back. If we need to make a quick escape, you won't want anything that can be grabbed. Your mother, I think, uh, wouldn't want you coming home strangled.
0: Who are you? Who are we doing tonight?
2: Bunny Lions. Do you know him?
0: Oh, he's in my class. I don't like him.
2: <laughs> Good. Doubt we'll get in much trouble. So,
1: Min sat on the roof, keeping watch as her father dropped inside. Long, long minutes passed until... Min! Min!
2: Come on in, honey! Come down and I'll catch you!
1: Carefully, she lowered herself through the skylight and into her father's arms. Lamp-light washed parabolas on wall and floor. Her father had already begun upon the boy. She knelt beside them. Her father gathered her hands in one of his and brought them down to the red, fresh wound. His breath made her hair move gentle. That's it. Good girl. Hands down to open heat. Oh, good girl. And the smile on her. Wondrous joy, she was going in. She was going in. It's an art, love. You have to feel.
2: And you'll know, when you feel it, what you want to take. Which is the bone that calls to you. And then it's only a matter of the quickest cut.
1: A cool precision. He sliced the scalpel down between her hands he watched something open with a softest sigh it even smelt of heat
2: and you have the choice you can let them feel the whole of it and I won't lie to you men sometimes there's a thrill in that feeling them buck and scream under you and nothing nothing they can do about it or you can take the pain away and work on them in
1: peace and silence he cut away something he didn't need and left it on the bedclothes.
2: Leave them the horror of the mystery. There can be a slow, distant joy in that. Knowing that out there, somewhere, there's a terrible realisation. But Min, it's up to you. When you have the tools, you have the power.
1: He passed the blade to her, cold and smooth in her little hand. Go on, Min. You're ready. "'Make the cut.' "'He pressed down on something the colour of wine.' "'Here, where my finger ends.' "'She bit her lip.'
0: "'I don't... I don't think...
1: "'His eyes were soft.'
2: "'Love, you're ready. "'Just feel with the blade. "'You'll know
1: how deep to go.' "'She pressed down. "'Only a whisper of resistance. "'Skin folding away like curling paper. "'It was right, and it was good, "'and Min laughed through her smile.' Bunny lines bucked and screamed against his gag. (coughs) And Min thought.
0: This way. I like them this way.
1: She pushed the braid down and in. And it happened. The strap broke. The boy filled every inch of space with screams.
0: (coughs) What did I do? Did I do something wrong?
1: People running from other rooms. Min, you won't make it to the window. Get under the bed. She sat on the screaming boy and stared at her father. She threw herself under the bed. Stings of fire on palms and knees. A thump of fetid, dusted air between her teeth. And in the darkness only sounds. The struggling gasp of desperate death at work. Her hands pressed over her ears.
0: Make it stop.
1: And then a face and a hand reaching under the bed. It's me. She kicked as hard as she could. The face reeled, struck. It's me, Min. A hand grabbed her ankle, pulled her from under the bed. Only when a hand clamped over her mouth did she realise it was her father. Love, I need you to be quiet and listen. Dad, what? Behind him a body
2: lay in the corridor. Something was leaking into the carpet. It's gone a bit wrong, love. Just a little bit wrong. It's happened before and it'll happen again. But if we're smart and careful, we'll
1: both get home. She looked at the deep cut across the bridge of his nose. It seemed to open as she watched spit blood.
0: Just a cut. He'll be okay. Cuts are just...
1: just... And there, the body in the hallway still. Honey, will you do as Daddy tells you? I need you to answer me.
0: Yes, yes, I... The
1: boy had kicked the blankets up. They bound his legs in birthing pose. Hands had become blue-white fists. His pyjamas ridden up to brumple tightly round his chest. His hairless belly a bubble of white. Min stared at the deep-opened hole of his belly button. Min... He brushed her hair away from her hidden eye, the slow eyelid that tried to crowd it out. I had to. You understand? Both of them saw me, Min.
0: Dad, I forgive you.
1: Erratic blue came in through glass, licking the length of the hallway, hungry to find them. Now, now we go out. Hand in hand, they crunched across gravel, making for the gaps between cars. But some, some shadowed collection of body parts pointing, fixed them in space with a finger. There! There, A guiding arm around her brought her suddenly off to the left, down the splash in the scum of a ditch. The stink they kicked their way through. Hold on to my hand. Keep hold of my hand. Such calm in his voice, despite the sway of lights trying to find them, despite the cold sludge up around their waists.
0: We left your bag behind. We left everything. Forget it.
1: It's not important. And there, the barbed wire fence... It cut across the ditch and no end to it on either side Climb, pull yourself up through knives Fight the greedy suck of effluent Min Corbett was small She found places to put hands and feet Wire by wire she went up She looked down He was only halfway out of the mire Leg and arm were caught Knives had gone through cloth and sunk deep
0: Daddy, come on Come on, please Ah!
1: He cried out as he was sliced Back down the barbed wire she clambered She grabbed his arm, tried to free him No, Min, you have to go
0: Daddy, Daddy, I'm not leaving
1: He didn't give her a choice He tore one arm free, ragged and bloody He caught her by the dirty white wool of her jumper Pushed her through her, up and over the barbed wire She landed on furrowed muck Don't look back Look for the light of our house Let nothing
2: stop you Tell them I love them Tell them to leave, leave now
1: Lights found him She ran Behind her, running feet and voices Noises that meet and confusion make They got him Not before he got two of them Lights showed her a limp body Dragged from the ditch Thrown down, kicked And kicked in the road She fled, looking for the light of home But the field was a bowl of darkness And she was shooting lost across the face of it Muck took hold of her feet and would not release, wanting to bring her down to lie with it.
0: No. Mammy, Mammy.
1: Her family. The shed. They were coming to take the beautiful things. Things her father had worked so hard to collect and preserve. Outrage spurred her on, and outrage admonished her when she fell, calling her weak when each rising became a greater struggle. She ran in endless nothing, the world a wheel of darkness and gloating stars, knowing where she should go but not telling her.
0: Mam. Mom, they're coming!
1: But the world's so big, and then Corbett's so small. The cold and darkness took her down at last. She lay alone in the gap of nowhere. Never be warmth or light or love again. Just strength enough to whisper.
0: They're coming. They're coming to take everything. I tried, Mommy. I'm sorry. They're coming.
1: And down below the reservoir, something stirs. Down Below the Reservoir is written by Graeme Tugwell and performed by Sarah Maria Griffin, Dave Rudden, Deirdre Sullivan and Graeme Tugwell. This podcast is recorded and sound designed at Display Studios Dublin and produced by Corin Owens. Down Below the Reservoir is a work of fiction and any resemblance to places or people living or dead is purely coincidental. A new episode of Down Below the Reservoir is available every two weeks through iTunes, Stitcher and Google Play, and at downbelowthereservoir.com, where you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter and our Patreon crowdfunding campaign. Only through your support and donations is Down Below the Reservoir made possible. Join us. And remember, everyone drinks the water here.